yourself, uh, like kind of who you are, what what you do, um, mm-hmm. and then we can go from there. Okay. Well, yeah. my name is David Tang. I'm one of the pastors in Dallas Chinese Bible Church, and mm-hmm. specifically, I oversee the English ministry. So, kind of the English adult and up right. ministry. So, yeah. been with the church for a long time. Uh, since you were a teen. Uh, yeah, how long is that? Officially, how long have you been at DCBC? Part-time since 2005. 2005. I think you were like a junior or a sophomore. Were yeah, sophomore? I think I was sophomore in college. I, I thought I was eighth grade for some reason. No, no, no. Because that's when David Lin was leading me. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, part-time okay. since 2008. So I was in seminary. Uh, you remember Pastor Doug. Right. When he left, mm-hmm. he asked me to kind of, you know, hey, come. We need a part-time person interim because yeah. they're going to look for someone permanent. Mm. So I was like, sure, I'll do this for a year. and then look. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you were enrolled at DTS at the time. Yeah, I was enrolled in DTS at that time. Doing your MDiv? Uh, they have this thing called THM. Oh, THM, right. Theology. It's so a special I- THM. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then maybe it'd be helpful to know what brought you, f- I mean, you don't want to share your whole story, uh, but maybe what brought you into even studying at DTS. Cause I remember you always said you were an engineer in California before. Yeah, I was. So, you know, I graduated from UT like you mm. and a uh, double E degree, got a master's and then went to California to work. And it's really kind of in California that I sense God's calling mm. uh, where, you know, I, I went to China for a short term mission, started praying, mm. And kind of long story short is feeling God's calling to serve, um, not, not necessarily, you know, overseas missions, but really having a calling for the Chinese Heritage Church, mm-hmm. where there are, you know, the, the Chinese immigrants and the ABCs. So um, just because, you know, I, I can speak Chinese, you know, and yeah. English, yeah. and I'm kind of in between. So mm-hmm being the need for that bridge generation. So hmm. um, that's how I decided to, to go to seminary. And then Dallas was one of the choices and God kind of opened the way uh, for me to, to come here with some scholarships hmm. to, to, pay for the, to pay for the, at least the, the tuition. So, hmm. um, so we came. Okay, uh, yeah, you and, your, you and Jennifer, your wife, partner. Yeah. And at that right. time we had just Melody, so. Oh, I didn't in know that. 2004, Melody uh-huh. was fine. Okay. So how long were you working as a, I think, as a software engineer? Uh, five and a half years. I was hardware. So oh, hardware. Okay. Working on, working on processors. Oh. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever? I don't, did, know, I don't know anything about software. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, how, how long did it take you to make that decision from hardware career to ministry? So I went to short-term missions in 2001. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, end of 2003 that we moved. But, you know, along the way, there, there are decisions along the way. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to apply for a seminary. You have to decide on a seminary. You have to yeah. go. You mean so, you didn't just show up at the doorsteps like, God called me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. It's, it's not, you know, kind of my experience was, um, I think every step of the way, God gave me enough light to say, well, you got to choose. Right. You got to step out by faith. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's like every decision point was a step of faith, but it wasn't like one huge leap. It was multiple small steps. Right. 
Yeah. And before, were you just volunteering at the church you were serving? I was volunteering the church. Uh, okay. You know, doing, I was actually doing youth ministry um, and as a, as a lay person and then, mm. and, but we didn't have a youth pastor. So it was, it was completely volunteer run. Sure. Uh, it was Jennifer, me, uh, two other sisters in Christ. Uh, we were, we were doing youth ministry together and then okay. um, doing praise, teaching Sunday school, you know, like very similar things to what the DCBC, yeah. Youth yeah. DCBC, like a lot of the young adults were really involved in that. Okay. So that's helpful to kind of understand your background and how you got into ministry. Um, so I guess I want to just move into now you're leading DCBC. Um, can you talk about maybe demographics? Like what's the age group that you see? Um, yeah. um, I guess, I mean, it's obvious nationality, like what kind of people attend DCBC, but maybe it's changed. Uh, I would just love to hear how you describe DCBC community in terms of those kind of specific yeah, yeah. So, so I would say, you know, DCBC is, is actually, you know, very typical of the Chinese Heritage Church. That's, yep. that's um, been around for a long time. So, um, so let, me, let me do it kind of two ways. Uh, so, okay. so church-wide, right, like DCBC-wide, we have, to, you know, we have three languages. We have, you know, kind of the, the Mandarin ministry. Right. And then we have the Cantonese ministry, mm. and then we have English ministry. So, so the Mandarin ministry, you know, is is basically all first generation immigrants. Mm. Same thing with the Cantonese ministry; they're all first generation immigrants. Did not grow up in the states, came as adults, and are more comfortable worshiping in in in, in Mandarin or Cantonese. So in those congregations, we do have some young people on the Mandarin side. They're like right. the international students, right? They, they're here for mm. grad school. And then some of them stay, some of them don't because they have to go back, right? Fewer jobs now. And then all the way up to like people say, you know, your parents' age and, and above, right? Mm. Like Uncle Chris, Auntie Phoebe, they're in their 80s. Um, or at least Uncle Chris is in the 80s. Uh, Auntie Phoebe is oh, wow. seven. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Chris just turned 85. Oh my goodness. 84, 85. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, and then um, on the Cantonese side, you you also have, you know just just their their age is gonna be older, right? Mm. So um, I don't know if you remember Alex Chang, Alex and Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, Melissa, I don't remember right? Melissa Pan, who yeah. got married yeah. to Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Alex's grandmother is 105. Oh. And wow. as of two years ago, she was still attending worship service. Cantonese. That's mm. the only language she knows, mm. right? I see her. I say hi. You know, she kind of knows me as this little kid running around, right? But... Shao David, Shao David. Right? <laughs> right? Like, I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, so, so okay. like, you know, and, and there are some young adults in the, in the Cantonese side too, but not as many. Sure. But your primary but, responsibility is English. But yeah. I heard you transition into also leading Chinese. You like, we preach. No, no. So, you know, my, my role right now is... Or Mandarin, sorry, not Chinese, Mandarin. Primarily English. Um, mm. I do have another role. Uh, okay. The associate pastor's role. Mm -hmm. So uh, when Reverend Ling is not here, I function as the senior pastor. So oh, I see. Yeah. I and almost interim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. 
I am that substitute, basically. But I guess I can talk to you as someone specifically that leads the English congregation yeah. community of DCBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that, that's my primary responsibility. So, mm-hmm. so that, that's kind of the, the, the Chinese, Big picture. Chinese, Chinese side, right? Mm. And um, not everyone is from China. Mm. In the, on the, you know, the... Yeah, not everyone's from China. Some are from Taiwan. Some are from Taiwan, some are from Hong Kong, sure, yeah. but some are from Philippines. Yeah. Oh, Philippines now. I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. No, no, always been. Always oh, been. I, didn't like know, I never knew that. Philippine. But he, he's Chinese Filipino. Right, exactly. Right. But, but, but yeah, like, I see what you mean. Yeah. This is Chinese ethnicity, but from mm. different places, right? So there's Chinese from Indonesia. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, like Maxi. Which I never connected, like, how different that is from, like, mainland oh. China. When I went to uh, Beijing, I met people from Indonesia, but they were Chinese. But it, yeah, it, to me, I, I never thought about that because I never traveled too much outside the U.S. Yeah. I was like, Chinese Indonesian? How does that make sense? Or Chinese yeah, it's Malay. Like it's like Clement. Right. I'm Chinese Malay, we have yeah. that too. Right. And a lot of the Malays, they are um, Malaysian Chinese or mm. Chinese Malaysian, right? They, right they are actually Cantonese speaking. So like they would go to the Cantonese service just fine. Right. And they prefer that. Right. And you say that because that's an important aspect of DCBC. Like there are ethnically Chinese people, but not mainland Chinese, like all over. So it's it's a mix of a lot of different groups. But but primarily it's going to be China, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan. There's there's still the primary, right? Because that's just a, oh, wait, hold on. I need to plug in. Oh, it's okay. Hold on. I don't know why my computer. Here. Maybe, oh, maybe because uh, make a Zoom. It's is... Oh, okay. No, like I, it was just for some reason it didn't recognize the charger, but it's fine. It's good now. Um. So so yeah so so that's that's kind of. It's very laggy now. I don't know why. Yeah, I think. Um, hold on. For some reason, my charger is having some <laughs> issues. Let me see. Okay. It's okay. It could be. There we go. Just leave it be. All right. Should oh, be yeah, better. There we right? go. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once the power is in, its computer will run at full speed. Well, I think so, it's like the energy saving preferences, but yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's, that's the, the more I've stayed in the, in the Chinese church, right. For a long time, it was actually just Taiwan and Hong Kong. Mm. Right. With like very few, um, like even DCBC, right. Like auntie Pat, you, you remember Charles and Pat, they, they live, they live close to you. Mm. Um, yeah. Pat Lee. Daughter, Amanda. Yeah. 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 Amanda. Yeah. yeah. Amanda is a couple of years older than you, right? Yeah. She's older. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, they were the and, cool kids in church, you know, the yes. older and, cool kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't hang out with, you know, lower class. <laughs> um, but Auntie Pat is actually from Malaysia. Mm. So she speaks uh, Cantonese, but she actually does not read Chinese. Mm. So, but in the beginning, it's only, only the, the Cantonese language or, you know, Mandarin and Cantonese, but, but there's affinity, right? So, right. Um, yeah, but anyways, so English ministry now, 
um, it's we, you know, kind of historically, every English ministry in a Chinese heritage church starts with um, starts with uh, children and youth, right? Like mm-hmm. our children, they no longer speak Chinese. I mean, that's that's just trajectory, right? Um, mm-hmm. we, you force them to go to Chinese school, yeah. but they're kind of resistant because they're figuring out their identity as Asian American. That's yeah. just, that's just, that's reality. Yeah. Right. And then, um, so, so then the parents, like, what does it look like for a Chinese heritage church that's predominantly Chinese to Chinese speaking to create something so that the family can worship together? Cause you can't be like, Oh, I'll just send my kids to the white churches. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that doesn't make sense. Right. Mm. So, and, and that, you know, when you think about it, ecclesiology, ecclesiologically, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, right? You don't send your kids to some other church. Mm-hmm. You go together, right? You worship mm-hmm. together. But you need to figure it, you need to figure things out. So mm-hmm. that's how the English ministry started. Oh, and I see. Yeah. So, so first, children's ministry. And I don't know if you know, like, Kenny Shu. Yeah. Right? So they're mm-hmm. like the first generation kids in BCBC. Mm-hmm. So basically, as they grew, the English ministry grew. Right, because they grew up in the English ministry. Then they had a family. Mm-hmm. They had kids. They're going to raise their kids in this ministry. That's too. right. That's right. So, so it's the kind of the, the progression of things, right? So mm-hmm. where DCBC is now in, in terms of English ministry is we have kind of most of the generations. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're, we're no longer children and youth. Right. Oh, I see. We have right. college. Mm. We have uh, young adults. We have young married couples. Mm. Right. And then, in addition to that, we have older married couples. Like I'm, I've been married for 22 years. <laughs> right. Like I'm no longer spring chicken. Right. Mm. But then there's there are people older than us. So the oldest people in the English service now is approaching 75. The oldest English is supposed okay. Yeah. So you have, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So we have all the generations. Mm. Um, but this is after like 30, 40 years, right? 30 years of uh, English, official English worship did not really start until the 80s. Mm. Like mid okay. to late 80s. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. There, there were translation, translated services, but not English yeah. only service. So that's helpful because the age, yeah, again, my question was describing the community, demographics, yeah. age range, mm-hmm. like it can go from like even me and Frankie, even younger, right? All the way yeah. down to like Kenny's kids who are children, they're, children, they're, yeah. children to 75 years old. Yes. But, but, you know, I don't necessarily oversee children's ministry, although the children's ministry is exclusively in Chinese, uh, English, not mm-hmm. Chinese. Yeah. Right? Same thing with youth, right? Basically, basically, children and up mm. is English chat. Right. So maybe, um, maybe be helpful. So beyond children's ministry, because the cutoff for children's, I'm, I imagine, is uh, co- up until college. College is it's. Uh, so, so I ministry. would say, I would say, um, let's let's just count the people who are in the English service. That will be um, twelve-year-olds and up. So sixth grade okay. and up, or oh, seventh grade and seventh grade and up. Okay. Right? Like pops, pops and up. You're in right. the 
English service. Um, so that right now we have about um, 270 English worship attendants. So out of that, 70, okay. 270, yeah. So we have about maybe like 40 to 50 um, youth. So, you know, some of the youth don't come to service. They only come to Sunday school. That's just because their parents come <laughs> late to the service. Um, and then um, we have um, college, about 60. And, and most of them are UTD students. Yeah. And then we have about 30 young adults. Young so adults being like? What, young what adults, you... 22 to 32. Okay. And then we have the, the married people. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm calling the, the single young adults, not even married young adults. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, thir I'm 30 and I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it's like if if they're married, no kids. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the married with kids or people who who have been married longer, uh, I would say, um, is about maybe another like seventy, seventy-ish, seventy seventy-five. Okay. And right. then, so that adds up to about 200 something, 160, right? 200, yep, that's about 200. So there's right. still another 70. Yeah, so, so the rest of them, mm. maybe, well, maybe 80. And then the rest of them are people from the other languages. Oh, they just joined the service just for kicks and they giggles? Come with, or? They come with their kids oh. or they come for whatever reasons, right? You know, unfortunately, sometimes it's like, Someone's preaching in their language service that they don't like, they come over. Like, okay. that's, that's the reality of things. So that's, yeah, that's a whole group of people that has a different, like, like you said, service jumpers, I guess you can say, or just like situate, they say they miss like Chinese Mandarin service that day, they'll just join English or are these consistent people? They're consistent. Oh, they're consistent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there are a few reasons. They're either coming with their kids, mm. right? Like, Hey, my kids are, in English service now. And during this time, I want to spend time with them worshiping together before they go off to college. And, and their English is good enough, they don't care. Right. They can go either, right? So, or some because of a service, like because they're serving, like they're serving the second hour, so they can't go to the Mandarin service. Oh, I see. Right, and like say children's, children's ministry workers, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they just can't. So, so then they, they attend English yeah. service because they're Mandarin speaking. So. Okay. So yeah. That makes sense. That, but that's, I would say you're probably, I mean, do you keep, so this 270 people uh, in the English service, yeah. is that like a monthly checkup? How did, like you were able to just kind of off the top of your head, you, you yeah. knew. I don't yeah. think, my guess is not everyone would be able to do that. I mean, I obviously with size as well, but is that something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's reasonable size, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. So you pro do you proactively track that every month, and how do you do that? Uh, I mean, every week we track attendance. Mm. Like, yeah. but but the attendance are I have to like, you know, I have to guess at a, a little bit, right? So we we keep track of the youth Sunday school attendance. 
we keep track of oh, right. college Sunday school attendance, which happens all right after the English service, right? Mm. Uh, and then we keep track of the English attendance. Cool. And then, you know, all the Sunday schools, I teach the young adult Sunday school, so I know how many are in the class. Mm. And then there's an adult Sunday school, and then there are people serving. Yeah. So even compared to like this time last year, was it 270 as well? Uh, no, we've been, we've been growing a bit. Um, okay. And most of the growth has been in uh, college and young adults. Mm. So last year, we were probably about like 270. We're, that's kind of what we're averaging uh, this year. Last year, we're probably averaging about 250. Okay. And you saw that from even two years ago? Like just, it's just been genuinely growing, the English congregation? Yeah, like I, I, think, I think it's been so well. But it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you remember the church split in 2011. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe post know, that then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right before the church split, English worship service was, we were averaging about 340. Oh, okay. So you took yeah. a hit. Because we some people went to Chase yeah. Oaks, some people went to different churches, or some people just stopped coming. Yeah. Like my parents. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, but they're accounted on the, on the Chinese side. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but anyways, so after the split, basically by January of 2012, mm -hmm. our average attendance, like for that month, January, February, I mean, it's typically low at those times anyways, but it, it was about 180. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And well, then we just hung around 180 for years, for several years. Then you started growing. And then, and then you know, kind of started, things started to grow a little bit. Right. So that was, yeah, that's pretty significant, I think, in terms of numbers, like right. pre-split, post-split. There are different, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, different yeah. leadership, oh, different structures, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, like, you know, like when, when the pastors you trust leaves and, you know, that you're used to the way they're preaching and speaking. Sure. Uh, and there's, there's, the church is, in a state of flux and there's a lot of bad feelings, hurt feelings, then yeah, yeah you don't want to go there. So, yeah. Okay. So let's just go with that 270. Um, what's kind of been the way, uh, like I said earlier, so the whole point behind me and Danny, mm -hmm. just asking questions to pastors. Uh, yeah. Again, some of the things is pretty repetitive, but even for you, like what's kind of your structure to know how things are going within your congregation? Yeah, so, you know, for the youth and college, uh, they, they kind of have their, quote, ministries, right? So, you know, I, I really trust Clement and Angel to take care of the youth, right? So, so Clement and Angel are staff workers. They're staff workers, and they, right. have, they have, like, small group leaders, you know, kind of in, you know, they changed the term from counselors to small group leaders mm. because um, – some of the parents are like, oh, so You're it's licensed. like counseling session. It's mm -hmm. licensed counseling. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not licensed. We're, we're lay people. We're leaders. Right. We're not. We provide biblical counsel, but yeah. we're not counselors. Yeah. Not like LPCs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Properly yeah. licensed. Yeah. So, so they, they cool. didn't want to have that mm -hmm. kind of, you know, connotation. So right. kind of went away from it. Um, and then... Um, so, so I trust them in terms of taking care of people, right? Mm. Uh, and then college, kind of the same way. Um, there is a ministry structure where um, the 
60 people, they're broken into about five groups. So it's about 10 to 12 college students. And then each one has a, like they call it college mentors. So, you know, they, they check in on them, right? Sure. Like I, I don't need to. Um, yeah. And then the young adults, we, we really want to get the young adults in, in community groups or, mm. you know, like small groups, right? Small groups. Seven. Young adults being the 30, 22 mm-hmm. to 32. Like and and actually all adults. All adults. all adults, 30, yeah, basically post-college, post-college the 60 all the way and the 70. 70. Yeah, yeah 30 and 70, the 100, okay. Yeah, so we, we try to do groups. And so right now we have 12 groups and from young adult all the way to, um, you know, old people and yeah. of varying sizes. Right. And some groups, are smaller, some are bigger. And the groups are divided by region, like where they're living or uh, how is that No, divided? no, so... Um, the young adults, I mean, there's age affinity Mm. and then also gender. Like, so we don't have co-ed groups unless it's a married group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, but how are the single people supposed to find their spouse? Do it through serving, man. (laughs) Uh, no, Tinder, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is never getting published, you know. <laughs> Pastor recommends Tinder for church. Uh, okay, cool. So that, that makes sense. So basically post-college, um, there's, a, there's a small group structure that they can sign up with. And, mm-hmm. and the way you kind of keep track is those leaders who report to, is anyone overseeing those groups or is that you? So technically it would be me. Okay. So kind of I oversee all the groups, although Clement helps me with the young adult groups. Mm, yeah. Which, which we have six right now. And I guess, yeah, I guess never asked this. If total on English staff, you, uh, uh, Sherry, which runs the children's ministry, right? Yeah. So English, quote, you know, kind of English speaking staff. Right. English speaking uh, staff, right. Yeah. So it would be Sherry. Yeah. And Sherry has kind of like one and a half headcount. So she has a, a part-time person. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, but that okay. part-time person is also English speaking. Okay. Um, but this will change. The, the new part-time person is actually from China. Oh, okay. Yeah. But her English is really good. She was an English teacher. In is she here already? She's already here. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you might not see her for a while with everything oh, going no, on. No, no, no. <laughs> She's been here. So she graduated uh, from DTS. So, um, and that, then, yeah, that's the group. I think we, um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so we were finishing the how many staff you have. Yeah, and then uh, youth, we have two. Uh, so Clement and Angel, right. they're both full-time. Right. And then adults is just me. Yeah, just you. Yeah, just me. So we are, we're, you know, before we had Jade, but Jade kind of retired because she's doing PhD studies and two kids. Yep. I don't think, it is really tough. So I see her um, Instagram, she's busy. Yeah, she's busy. So um so now we're we're looking for uh a young adult a full-time young adult college mm. minister mm. so and we're interviewing someone right now so nice yeah. uh, for the specifically the utd students oh no you say young adult young oh, right. adult so the 30 yeah. so the basically 30. college and up all the way to 30 mm. yeah and then so you can actually focus on basically young married couples and up yeah, young married couple then up and also married people with kids. Yeah. And then also like, you know, uh, just preaching 
mm. right? And also my role has changed because um, Pastor Lowe retired. So I'm overseeing missions too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, and then I go to, and because I'm now the associate pastor, also go to all the elders meetings and the deacons meetings. So you guys, so are, all, just, you guys are all doing those meetings on Zoom these days? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, so that's helpful. Understand the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's where the next part of the question is, um, how, how do you do that? Like even right now, you're, you're looking at about 100 people you're trying to keep track of in some sense. Mm-hmm. You have the small group leaders, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you could explain how do you just try to keep, make sure things are going okay. Um, I imagine you just kind of invest a lot of time in the leaders, the small group leaders, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they kind of keep track of their own group. But how's right. that been? Has you actually encountered any challenges in that? Uh, definitely. I think, you know, like it's, it's not easy. Like um, people in DCBC, the people who are serving tend to wear multiple hats. Right. They just do a lot. They just do a lot. Like my, yeah. my core leaders, English core leaders, uh, in general, they do quite a few. Like say Kenny Shu, he's one of the English core leaders. He's a church elder. He teaches Sunday school. Mm. He leads my, he leads all the welcome team. So all the ushers, like mm. he schedules them and talks to them. And right, right. he also, uh, leads a community group, mm. right? So, and he's a doctor, runs his own practice, <laughs> like, and has two kids, right? Like, let's just, you know, it's it's just, mm. so, uh, so I, you know, this part of I have to be in their lives, kind of just try to be intentional, right? So, so I try to meet with the leaders, talk to the leaders. Right. Um, How often do you meet with them? Is it weekly or monthly? Definitely not weekly. Um, I think as a group, uh-huh. Uh, I've tried different things over time. I've yeah, tried yeah. monthly meetings, right? Um, but it just proved to be really hard. It's hard to get everyone there. Uh, so now we're meeting every other month. Every oh, so once every two months. Once every two months. Okay. And then you know, uh, you know, one in the meetings, I I might host it in my house just mm-hmm. to, you know, get to know people, just to build relationships. Yeah. Um, but all the other meetings, I try to keep it relatively short, mm. an hour, an hour and a half. And, and it's, you know, it includes training, like short training, like 15, 20 minute training, and then discussion, talk about what, where we're going, uh, what, how the groups are going, asking them to provide feedback, mm. and then praying. So it's so a kind of training, yeah. discussion. Community building a little bit. Community building a little bit, and then and then. But that, that's the part too. The feedback. So is that a form? Like, how do you do the feedback? I, I ask them. We sit in a circle. Oh, okay. Oh, it's twelve groups, right? So, twelve yeah. leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we sit in a circle. We kind of. I, I treat it as a small group of twelve people. Yeah, which it does kind of function, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, how are you guys doing? You know, what's going on? Anything going on in the group that I need to know? Mm. Um. So, and, um, and that's once every two months, yeah. Once okay. every two months. And then I might meet with the leaders individually as needs arise. Okay. As needs arise. So it's not like a structured thing. It's like you don't meet with every leader once a month. No, no, alone. no. Okay. And, and, and Clement's helping me to meet with the young adult group leaders mm-hmm. more specifically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're finding this model is working. 
Uh, it I is, guess that's it, that's a bit relative. Like working yeah. is always especially yeah, in yeah, the industry. Yeah. <laughs> so so, you know, I I I think it's the best I can do right now. Yeah, with the capacity. Um, with the capacity. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So so I think right now. I think there's a lot of room for improvement, um, mm. but I think given given what I can do, given the busyness yeah. of some of the leaders, not every community group leader is busy, but you know, many community group leaders have at least one extra hat. So, like, say, yeah, um, yeah. I can see you know, that Andrew Chow, right? Yeah, he's a young adult leader. Mm. He's also a youth small group leader. Yeah, and he leads a community group. Yeah, and I hang out with some of Andrew's friends outside. And like, like he, we never see him. Like he's yeah. just doing church. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, like, he's, he's doing never. church. Stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's so so dedicated, so involved. I hate to give him more meetings, right? Like, yeah. you know. So, but I do, I do meet up with Andrew every other week. Right. But we're we're kind of doing some intentional discipleship, mm. you know, and and you know so. And we've been meeting for about two years every other week. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so that's, that's kind of like yeah, ad hoc a little bit. Yeah. In that um, area you mentioned, you said as needs arise. Um, have you actually found like when you tell people the needs arise, like people do tell you, hey, this is what's going on? Uh, or have you found you need to actually I, take I more initiative? To, I have to ask in right. general, unless mm-hmm. they're facing something that they cannot resolve. Yeah, which is for a small group leader, I think always like great because like, can I resolve this? I don't want to bother David necessarily, but also yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how this fits into the spectrum of like, I should be responsible for this or mm-hmm. do I need extra help, right? right? Right, Yeah, so so like a couple of times when they would come to me would be, you know, one time this, this uh, person was really discouraged mm. uh, because the group members are not showing up. So I was just telling this person, I was like, hey, here's, you know, tell me what's going on. And this person was telling me what's going on. I said, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, so this person just said, unless we have everybody, we're not meeting. And I was like, you know, (laughs) that's like, that's, that's unrealistic. And, and this person was very idealistic. Mm. You're like, Hey, we got to go all in. Yeah. I'm like, if if, if you don't show up, that means you're, you're like a flake. You're You're not a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, like what kind of Christian are you? And I was trying to encourage this person to say, "Hey, it's it's better to set a date mm. and say, you know, we want you to make it, but if we have at least sixty percent of the people, we're gonna meet mm. and and trust that that the meeting will be blessed by God because you're meeting, and then you go you go and reach out to those who who didn't yeah. come." Well, from like a, maybe just like a business perspective, or not even just so spiritual, it's just, if you meet, that's a win. Like, it's yes. good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you can find a group that's will, everyone to willing to just come and hang out once a week yeah. outside of church, win. that's a win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think for this person, it was like 100% or nothing. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so those are type, the type of issues have to go in and, and kind of talk which which do filter out because if he or she doesn't know what to do with those feelings uh, like doesn't know mm-hmm. like again how to deal with that yeah. and they need they need extra guidance then that's going to affect yeah. their group because some of their group's going to feel like oh if i don't show up then he or she's going to feel this way so i'm yeah, not sure yeah. i feel comfortable so like it's right. a there's an effect right 
yeah, yeah. So, so mm. you know, kind of the story is what happened was that the person quit, like mm. after a couple. Yeah. I, you know, even even after I was like, I was telling this person, hey, look, your expectations a little bit out of whack, right? You need mm. to adjust it. And, uh, but you know, so she quit. Yeah. And and I had to talk to all of their group, right? I talked to everyone in the group together. Say, hey, here's the situation. Mm. Do you still want to meet? All of them say, yeah. We we didn't know what the real issue was. Um, so, but okay. the funny thing is, but the funny thing is, so another person stepped up, right? right? And I gave them, I gave them some specific, you know, steps and whatever. Mm. And they've been meeting for the last two years, and now the the person that quit rejoined the group. Oh wow! Not as a leader, but just as, huh? You know, yeah. So it in the end, it's all good. Right. Yeah. Um, which is awesome, but it could also turn out some of that person who left may not ever come back, which would not be a happy ending story. Um, so in, do you spend? Case, yeah. Do, do you spend a lot of time? Uh, how, how do the small group leaders know what to do in the small group? Is it so that's Bible study? Is it community building? Is it both? It's it's both. So oh, okay. so like I I. The kind of I have some key words for for community group, so it's up in and out, mm. and then A, B, and C. So up is kind of like, hey, we our focus needs to focus. Like one of the goals is to grow spiritually with God, right? Well, we're mm. not just meeting with one another. I can get friends outside of church, just fine, right? Like, mm. you know, I, I don't, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it has to point us to God right? In mm. all of our relationships. And then in is like, how can we care for each other get deep, right? And then out is to say, man, we need to challenge one another to also be intentionally reaching out to people who don't know Jesus. Mm. Um, and then ABC are kind of like some manifestations, right? Like, are there, is there accountability in the group, right? Yeah. Is there a sense of belonging? Mm. Do people care for each other in the group? So, so those are kind of like, goals and keywords that that help to kind of you know yeah. give shape to the group and so, that's so the part they, like you said the manifestation like that's the part i think we're trying to also focus on it's like sometimes mm -hmm. you can have a very picture perfect church everything's going running very smooth but yeah. some people inside those groups or even some small group leaders like they're not who they're presenting themselves to be oh like, yeah they're, exactly. they're struggling with some mental health issues or just <laughs> maybe something like a faith issue and like how do those people signal to you or to their mm -hmm. leaders? It takes maturity for sure. Like when you have okay. to admit, I'm struggling with something. I don't think I can lead or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what if there's another way they can signal to you so you know, like, hey, this is something we should probably walk through a week through or something that they can, that you can know because you're busy managing a bunch of things, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, right. And, but it's funny because if someone, a small group leader was going through something of a faith issue, Mm -hmm. you, you'd of course want to know like this is yeah. important but sometimes i don't think some people in the congregation know like that's something you want to know or their pastor wants to know or they feel in their position they can't yeah. share that um yeah so that's that's part of the the, the regular meetings with them mm. you know just you know i i do do training like i do spend like 15 to 20 minutes those are it's always short training like it's just like on one thing only Right. So, um, and then, so it's like topics like, Hey, how do you break the ice? Yeah. You know, how do you, you know, reach out to people? 
Right. What questions should you ask in leading discussions? Right. You know, how do you do open and ended questions versus short yes no questions? Right. Right. So, um, so you know, those those just get kind of repeated, mm. and then I I actually categorize them a little bit, you know, with up in and out A B C. Mm. Right. So it's like if it's A, it's like, and then we meet six times. So you yeah. know, each time I just do one. So it's like, how do you like, so for example, it's like, how do you make sure your group is growing in their relationship with God? Right. So then it's like, Hey, you know, do you, do you like in your materials, when you're looking at materials, is it like fluffy? Is it always like pop psych psychology? Right. Or is it, do you actually get the content of God's word? Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that that's potentially one. Yeah. Right. And then, or if, are you alternating or are you always just saying, Oh, let's just read, you know, about marriage or, you know, yeah. child raising, but not really getting into the word, you know, I think strive for a balance, right? Like, right. Cause, Cause there's some, you know, some really great books that's very biblical on marriage and child raising. But yep. if that's all you do, we, we will also want you to dig into the word, right. Mm. You know, and are you encouraging, you know, and then tying into accountability would be, Hey, right. you know, are you, you know, in terms of keeping one another to grow spiritually, do you, do you ask, do you talk about, mm. you know, reading the Bible together as yeah. a group? or, you know, like yeah. memorizing scripture or all, all that kind of stuff. So all of that is like manifested through your trainings. Like you're trying to go through touch each point to help them. As yeah. Much as you can. Yeah. yeah. To, to okay. kind of remind them. And, you know, I, when I do meet up with them, I will ask more questions about, you know, the, the groups and okay. what they're doing and how they're doing. And right. In the, in the, in that part, uh, are you also keeping track, like in terms of small group leaders, how long they're supposed to serve and how long they're dropping off, like conversion rates, like if they're saying, uh, so, so, so the thing is, uh, you know, I haven't, and then this is where, you know, it's, it's where there's been some, uh, movement, but but mainly in the young adults. Mm -hmm. So the adult groups, uh, there's been like very few adjustments here and there, right? Very like static, a very static group. Pretty, the yeah. the leadership at least is is mm -hmm. pretty stable. Mm -hmm. But I think you know we need to we need to transition leadership too. Okay. So but you know that those those are some of the the issues that that I need to work on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to be conscious of your time because it's almost 12. I imagine you have to do lunch. Yeah. Okay. For the kids. Uh, do you have 10 more minutes? <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Um, so some very specific questions. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just going to machine gun at you. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think there are cliques in your church? Like, of course. Okay. So yeah. go, going off that, uh, do you think that's like, I, I think that's natural to have cliques, uh, mm -hmm. but how do you get those? Uh, is there a way you're trying to move those cliques to include other people who are outsiders who maybe not from Dallas or, or um, yeah. yeah. So I've struggled with it. Um, and I've realized that you cannot legislate it. Mm. It like when you legislate it, you'll end up with groups that don't work and then yeah. they just disband. Right. Agreed. Like, yeah. and, um, so what I found that's interesting is, um, with, with respect to groups, right? Um, if you, 
Uh, and and this I, I read from a book, and, and it's also pretty like I, I find it true in in kind of a general life principle is if you are a new person in a new setting, you're the one with the most connectors to spare. So so think of, think of right okay think of you as a Lego piece right yeah. like let's say you're a Lego piece with eight connectors. If you go into a new setting, you have zero connectors filled. Mm, so you you're, can afford like to have more connectors. Connection. Yeah, you're mm. re reaching out for to make new connections, right? Mm. But let's say you've been in DCBC. A perfect example, when, when you and Conky and Sammy were in youth group, right? Yeah. And, and you guys were in leadership. Like, what are the chances? Like, I've talked to you guys before. Yep. Like, guys, you're leaders. You go reach out. Break out from your clique. Go reach out to all the seventh graders, eighth graders, ninth graders, tenth graders. Yeah. How much? Like. Yeah, it didn't click. I I think I know you talked to us about that, but it never clicked yeah. in our head saying, "Oh yes, we should do that." Yeah. Um, which was natural for some other churches, like some some of our friends. Like they said, "Yeah, we shouldn't talk to the younger people. Like they're a part of us." For us, I think it was they're not really part of us. Mm -hmm. And and that's due to size. Mm. So. In, in all my experiences growing up, mm -hmm. I was in a, so when I was growing up in ACC, ACC, our entire youth group was 20 people. It's from sixth grade to 12th grade. Mm. When, I, when I was there, it got yep. bigger, right? As, yep. as more people came. Mm. So I, I played with the sixth graders. Like I had a sleepover at a sixth grader's house as, as a 12th grader. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind of stupid, right? Like, yeah, that'd be very strange to today. That would be very strange. <laughs> very right? weird. Like, but, but it's like you know, he's a he's you know, just a boy like that. We go to his house to play basketball because mm. his house had the basketball hoop mm. of out of all of us, right? So we just go there and play basketball. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So, and then Jennifer too. She grew up in a church where it was like 20 kids, 20, 30 kids, all together. She babysat all of them. And she was, the, she was the 12th grader, and she took care of everyone on down. Mm. Right. So, so it's, but like, say for your class, your class was like 20 people. It was a yeah. huge class, right? Because, yeah. No, yeah. Well, mostly. That's pretty big. Yeah. Like 15, 16 people. Mm -hmm. And you guys are pretty tight as a, as a grade. Mm. Right. Um, that you, it's it's so so i think part of it is is the 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 size yeah right so that just had to you have to kind of manage that a bit differently yeah unless yeah. unless the the but this this could be a philosophy issue right mm -hmm. if youth group was never by grade and it was always like we're making this slice where the seniors are leading the sixth graders and up mm. right but then you don't have that, you know, you have yeah. to choose one way or another. Okay. Um, so I guess my last question, um, when, you, when you think of that group, so earlier you talked about um, the group, the 30 that are the young adults and mm -hmm. the 70, uh, that's a very important group, obviously. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a big group. Um, what, what do you see as like when the main challenges you're facing with this group? Is it consistency? Is it? Uh, young adults, yeah, the, yeah, the thirty. So it, you know, 
I think at this age, um, consistency is an issue. I think I think part of it is is travel. Yeah, for work, right? For work, or just traveling or for, for pleasure. All oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we we kind of there there is, you know, for better or for worse, FOMO is a real thing, mm. right? I, I do I do see that, right? Like, and yeah, know, the groups my, you grew up with, you want to go on trips. Yeah, with. you want to yeah. go on trips together, and you want to be part of the, you know, and and it, it it's where like. You know, we live in in a kind of a very visual Facebook post, Instagram post world where mm. you're like, oh, like I, I remember this. I kid you not. It, it was where like for a season, like a few years ago, it's like I started seeing like one Iceland picture on Facebook post. <laughs> and then more Iceland pictures. <laughs> and then it's just like in the next four months, five months, it's like Iceland, 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 Iceland. Mm. I was like, did they plan this? Or like, what's going on? Like, Well, now it's Japan. Now it's Japan. Or it was Japan. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, or uh, what's another? Oh, the, the Grand Canyon stuff. Right? People go to like Antelope Canyon. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm so, I was like, huh, that's so interesting. It's, it's just like, or yeah. especially the, um, I guess there's looking at Microsoft, like screensaver and say, I want to go there. Um, yeah. But I guess going off that though, the, like you said, consistency, but what about the deeper ones? Like, do you find they're challenging you on the relevant topics you're preaching about? Do they, do they have a hard time with actually connecting faith and work? Um, are those kind of more, I guess, yeah, spiritual, I think, I think deeper ones. Yeah. The, the spiritual ones are, you know, the faith and work, you know, we, I think, they, they are interested in talking about that, right? Like they're... Um, and like earlier you mentioned Asian American identity. Most of your congregation is Asian American. Like yeah. do you talk about that in your sermons of how the redemption of Christ or how the Bible, mm -hmm. your faith so relates to cultural identity? Yeah, so, so I, that, that part I actually haven't. And I, mm. I, think, I think I might need to. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 it's also because... I haven't thought about it as deeply mm. because of, of my, my personal makeup, right? What do you mean, your personal makeup. So, so like, because I came when I was, Oh, right. Born. You're from Taiwan. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually like, if you ask me, like, what am I? Taiwanese. I, I'm Chinese. I actually say I'm Chinese, oh, because, you're Chinese because my, my parents are, my grandfather is from, on my dad's side is from yeah. Taiwan. So yeah. my dad's like, oh, it's, you're Chinese, you're Chinese. It's like, you can, you know, in, uh, indoctrinate it, right? So, so it's like when I, like Jennifer would self-identify as Asian -American. Chinese American. Chinese American. Yeah, yeah. I would actually say that I'm Americanized Chinese. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I have American citizenship. I'm very Western. Yeah. But like, if, if people like, you know, were to say racist things like, why don't you go back to your own country? I would actually say, okay, I'll go back, I'll go back to Taiwan. <laughs> right. It, it like, it actually doesn't, doesn't, phase me. It, it doesn't, yeah. you know, yeah. like, you know, well, I, really, well it, it phases a lot of people like in your probably in congregation. Yeah. That would, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. really like, that would really hurt them. Right. That would really hurt them. Right. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, I, but, but like when people say that to me, I think about it. I say, oh yeah, I, I guess I could go back to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Right. And I would feel 
maybe a little yeah. out of place, but it's, I would still say that's my homeland. Right. But this right. is, this is that area where that's why we're asking because mm -hmm. where the conversations y'all are having or sermons and activities outside of, I guess, church that mm -hmm. helps people bridge that gap of how that relates to my faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going into deeper is like why people leave the church, like why people have left DCBC. And if mm -hmm. the reasons they gave, what were the reasons for that? Like that's probably yeah. all over the place, I'm imagining. Yeah, that, that's, you know, so people have left for various reasons. You know, mm. some are more personal. Yeah. Uh, some, I mean, un unfortunately, some is due to my own leadership, like my poor leadership, right? Like did not do, did not make the right calls. Um, and some, you know, like the, the exit, mass exodus was a lot due to, um, a lot of it was due to um, the church split, right? The, the big mm. part moving out. Uh, but over, over time, if we, I were to look at DCBC's history, mm. um, a lot of it had to do with generational and cultural differences mm. within the church. Right. Not because, you know, like, I, I think, you know, like, the English side of the people, they're leaving because they, they, you know, maybe 20 years ago feel like um, they could not um, do English ministry the way they wanted to. They were not given the freedom to, 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 to do their thing, right? right? Or some people say, oh, we actually want a more multi-ethnic right. expression, which cool right like do go do that right like if, if god has called you to do that it's it's equally valid um and 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 that that's okay right so yeah yeah but that, i think that requires some education because in some sense dcbc purpose of it who goes to it who's been the leadership in it and then uh it is in some sense multi-ethnic just across asia like an asian american ethnicity uh there's yeah. many different types well i mean we're, we're still predominantly ethnically Chinese. Right. Culturally, we're, we're definitely multicultural and multilingual. Like mm. we're gonna be more multicultural and multilingual than most. Yeah, but some of it's, but yeah. some of it's for optics. So like people just wanna see, oh, I go to a church with like, like people from different races. Like there's many reasons yes. uh, for that, but there is like very good reasons I think. And this is where I think it would be cool if like there was a Chinese American church or Asian American church that champions saying we are this, mm -hmm. but we're open. To that and this is this you can listen to our sermons and how oh. that how that makes sense in terms of what we believe yeah. in terms of from the scriptures things like that like and maybe y'all yeah. do do that already yeah. uh, i'm not sure but um, yeah, yeah that well, I, I hear so, that so, a lot so where i'm at yeah yeah so so where i'm at is um dcbc will always be a chinese heritage church and then i've i've kind of been in conversations with different chinese english pastors of yeah. in chinese churches right and I, I find the Chinese heritage to be a good, uh, good expression because just because you have the Chinese heritage doesn't mean you remain necessarily, you know, Chinese. all Chinese, yeah. right? Like, but the Chinese heritage will always be a part of your upbringing, mm. right? Like um, my, my sister's kids, they're mixed. They, they look more white than... Mm. You know, your kids, you and Frankie's kids, mm. right? But, but there is a sense where your kids, whenever the kids come, they will always have a part of them, a Chinese heritage. Even though at some point far out in the future, 
they won't speak Chinese. They won't. Although your kids will have a better chance of speaking. Chinese we're we're gonna have weird, kids, okay? yeah, weird ones. We're gonna. Yeah, have you're gonna ones. be a weird, weird. It's a weird mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I think I I want to say that in the English ministry right now, I think we do have a, a unique opportunity to minister to. Chinese Americans or Asian Americans, like East mm. Asian Americans, right? right? But there's something unique in that. Mm. But we're not limited to only. We're we're actually open to all English speakers. Yeah, but I think that's what a lot of churches would say. They're open, but yeah, I think what's what's the step between open to to people coming? Like, is there something in between where? your sermons or your small group content start yeah. reflect reflecting. I think that's what maybe some people keep talking to me about is uh, they're like, yeah, my church says they're open, but I don't see a change. Well, change, you know, this, this is where I, I think it's, it, we have to be a little bit careful, right? Like, mm. cause change starts with us. Yep. And we cannot say change starts with you, right? Like, you know, it's, it's easy for, for people sitting in the pews to say change starts with you, the leadership, because if, if that were the case, what needs to happen is I need to hire a black person. I need to hire correctly. Yep. Right. And, and, but that doesn't solve the problem, right? Like we can change our, like, I know some people have talked to me about, Oh, why don't you just change the name of the English ministry? Don't say it's ECBC English ministry. Just call it like crossroads or whatever. Right. Like, Yep. Call it, call it something. So, or something community church. But yeah. my, so, my yeah. argument is, okay, then it's just false advertisement. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're but, saying you're multicultural, but when you come, I see your point. At the end of the day, if someone wants something multicultural, they need to look at their own friend group or is their own friend group multicultural. Yes. Like, yes. cause that's the yeah, only like, way church is yeah. going to grow. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, 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 that this kind of this is where I'm at to to say, hey, look, if you're saying you want a multicultural church, mm-hmm. if your friends are all Chinese or Koreans, forget about it. Like, don't mm. you're, yeah. you're you're lying to yourself, right? Like, but mm. if your friends like truly like pretty mixed and and they're uncomfortable in coming to the Chinese church, and for the sake of evangelism you're going to another church that's more like that reflects kind of like the, the white culture or whatever. I think you should do that. You should definitely do that. Like for the sake of evangelism, dude, I, I am, I'm all for you. I'll pray for you. Right. But you, you cannot say that you want something when you yourself are not. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. This, this is just the, am, the only so. thing I get though, I guess the last comment, the thing I get was, is the opposite for leadership like it helped when i went to austin stone mm-hmm. and there was an asian pastor like yeah. it did help no. like, no. like yeah. the yeah, leadership totally. reflected what the leadership valued right like in terms yeah. of who they hired mm-hmm. even though when i talked to him he's just not like an a&m right. <laughs> almost like a redneck of it but um yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's interesting still asian looking right so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still asian looking yeah. that's important um but yeah it's it's a it can be a very shallow thing like just for optics just for like image um Mm -hmm. but i wonder if sometimes the church can also champion that in terms of how does how do we reconcile uh like racial reconciliation but also Mm multi-ethnic 
uh, friendships, like groups. How do you, yeah. like, cause yeah. that should be part of, you know, revelations, like in the heavens, it's not mm-hmm. going to be, Oh, mm-hmm. we're Asian Americans. You're this, like, it, right. it, it, I mean, I think that's up to the interpretation, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Should so, the churches, should your pews reflect diversity mm-hmm. or I think that's a real good question. I think people, people, I don't think sometimes people even want an answer. People just want to hear conversation about like, should yeah. I be going yeah. to a church where it's all Asian people? Um, right. 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 So, so, so like, you know, the, the, the way I kind of think about it is um, there, there are biblical, um, you know, evidences for these type of, you know, language specific churches, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because um, we, we don't live in the time of Pentecost, so to speak, even just on that day, it's mm-hmm. stopped, like every church still spoke whatever language it is, right? So, um, but I, I think when I, when I think about church, um, there is a sense where, um, uh, we, we're also trying to be, well, how do I say this? So like, if, if we were to say like, say, Hey, you know, if the goal is, you know, so so if you're in China or Taiwan, right, you were, you were there, nobody talks about multi-ethnic church. Nope. No, just, and then, and no one in Africa talks about multi-ethnic church. Mm. Right? I don't know Africa, just, I don't know. Well, I mean, just, you know, like say, say, if you're, you're all- If you're like, like if you're from Zimbabwe or Ghanaian. Yeah, it's all black, yeah. it's all black. They're, they're not gonna be like, oh, okay, we're, we're gonna just find some white people make it multi, like, there, there are things we don't really, you know, need to think about, right? Um, America's a little bit different because, yep. you know, like, so this is something we have to wrestle with. Yeah. Also, like, the, if we flip the question a little bit, right? Like, if, if language makes no difference, right? Then why is it that, you know, say when people go to China, when expats go to China, they don't just go to Chinese churches because there are Chinese churches. Right, like why? Why still stay in an English-speaking church? Mm. So, so I think language matters, hmm. right? And if language matters, then there's a place for the language-specific church, which are necessarily tied to ethnicity, right? And yeah, that's language, interesting. Yeah, right. Um, which also like, might reflect also socioeconomic background mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But but the in the Chinese church. We're, we're tied more by language than socioeconomic background. Hmm. Because in, I know in DCBC, there are a lot of PhDs and doctors and stuff, but we also have restaurant workers. We also have carpenters. We also have contractors, right? Like we have the whole gamut. Um, and so we're more bond by language than anything else, right? Yeah. But this would be interesting even if you hosted a forum at DCBC and like just yeah. got people talking about it together. I think you yeah. probably have a different, lots of different perspectives. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, but I, 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 I know that I haven't thought specifically, mm. you know, we're hard enough about the Asian American. Because even from our beginning of our conversation that just, I can just feel that like, yeah, like I want to know how to reconcile my faith with my Asian American identity. Should I, should I be like the champion, like Asian American rights, um, mm-hmm. uh, things like that? Or should I also be model minority myth? Like things like, yeah. this is like a lot of 
conversation yeah. we could have but yeah. i guess we can end there because i know you have to do lunch but um yeah. i appreciate it, david it was very helpful i think um it's a lot of information but mm -hmm. um yeah oh, thanks for doing this i think you know it, it will be helpful and uh i'm actually like uh trying you know there there are some some pastors trying to get together to to talk about these things as well um mm -hmm. and uh one of the pastors his name is enoch enoch mm -hmm. liao i actually don't know do you remember him? He spoke no. at DCYC before, mm -mm. Um, but he's in Boston and, and he's really interested huh. in, in talking about, that's where I kind of learned the, the phrase, the Chinese heritage church. Yeah, I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, so, I, I think yeah. that's that's very helpful distinction. Yeah, it is very, it's a very helpful distinction. Yeah, yeah, um, so, so and, and you know, you know, DCBC right now is not all Chinese, in, in English ministry. Yeah. Because we like, have a lot of like, you know, mixed marriage and, but we also have completely just white people coming to like your neighbors, like my neighbors, right? Like I still don't know why they're here, but they're here. He's my, he's my leader. He's my AV coordinator. So yeah. And okay. we have people coming back after leaving the church for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, also very interesting. There's so, a lot of good content. So whenever yeah. you have time, let me know. Uh, okay. I'm sure you're pretty busy though. Yeah, now now is kind of a little crazy. So yeah, good to see you. Yeah, and, thanks, David. Uh, yeah, good to see Frankie too. You can see her working. She's working hard. I always bother her though. Okay, I'll stop bothering yeah. her. <laughs> I'll catch up sometime with you, David. Thank you. Okay, take care. Okay. Tell Jennifer bye. we say hi. Bye. Okay. Bye.